Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm your host, Josh Nichols, and today I want to just tell you how busy it's been <laughs> lately. Uh, it is 8.48 p.m., and I found a small time slot that I could quickly record a podcast. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't like doing this. <laughs> I'd rather have this done at 8.48 a.m., but anyway, here we are. We are doing it, and I want to talk about something that I have talked a lot about uh, over the the span of these recent episodes that I've kind of got back into doing daily or near daily, uh, and that is the the topic of control. And if you've been listening, you know that I've talked about this topic a lot, but on the off chance, on the rare chance that you have never heard another episode of The Mental Golf Show, this topic has has really elevated itself in my mind to being one of the most important things as far as the mental game of golf is concerned. And it translates all throughout the game, all throughout your preparation, all throughout your expectations, all throughout um, how you prepare for the game, everything. Uh, The idea of control... um, is truly one of the most important topics and and here's here's my thoughts on it. I think the leading cause of frustration and when you get overly emotional during a round of golf and really could be argued for life in general, I, the leading cause of frustration and being overly emotional in life as well, it's trying to control things that are entirely out of your control. I think when you try to control things that are not in your control, that is what causes frustration and being overly emotional. So you may or may not agree with that. I, in my experience and in talking with golfers, and and I feel like it's pretty a pretty accurate assessment of golf is is that this is true. So, given that that's true, let's hold that that to be true. Something that I've had my players do is to make two columns on a sheet of paper. And yeah, I know you're like, oh, I'm not writing this down, I'm driving. Or uh, as one of my friends says, I'm I'm raking leaves or blowing leaves. Is that what you were doing? It, I don't, I, I'm not gonna write this down right now. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe you can just think through it in your mind. Anything, any sort of self-awareness, any sort of awareness is going to be better than nothing. So either in your mind or on a sheet of paper, make two columns. Draw a line right down the middle, a mental line or an actual line on a sheet of paper. One side of that sheet of paper is titled controllables, and the other side is titled uncontrollables. So you've got controllables on the left, and on the other side is uncontrollables, things you cannot control. And then I want you to list everything that comes to mind that falls under each of those categories. So let's work through one or two or three of each. So on the controllables side, and let's keep it golf. You can go more broad if you want at for life in general, and I think it would actually be a very healthy thing to do. 
Um, but let's stick it stick with golf. So a controllable in golf. Let's see, what can we think of? You can control your attitude. You can control how you carry yourself on the golf course. Now, how about an uncontrollable? You cannot control the weather. You cannot control the the temperature of the day, the wind, the rain, the um, whether or not it's freezing cold outside for this time of year. You cannot control the weather. So how about another controllable? You can control whether or not you fully commit to your target. That is something that is in your control. If, if you do not fully commit to your target, that is on you. That is not on something outside of you. Committing to your target is fully on you. It is fully within your control to be able to do. So what is an un, an, another example of an uncontrollable? How about how other players are playing? The leaderboard, the other people in your group, the, the gambling game that you play every weekend. Those, you cannot control how other people play. And, and if you can let that go, you can realize they are doing their thing, you're doing your thing. So once you have both lists, I think your first big realization will actually be how many of the uncontrollables you spend your time and effort attempting to control, or at least giving attention to and giving more thought than it deserves. So how how often do you think about how other people are playing or about the crappy weather or about uh, the bounce that your ball just got or how slow the greens are or how slow the pace of play is today? How often do you think about these things and and sometimes attempt to control like, maybe if I complain about it, it will help it get better. And we all know that's not true. So I think your first big realization when you list these things is like, wow, all of these things in this uncontrollable list, those actually get most of my attention. And once you come to terms with what's actually in your control, the list, the left side of your list of like commitment, attitude, Picking a club, loving the club that you pick, picking a line on the green, lining your ball up, uh, your food intake on the golf course, you know, enjoying your round of golf, all these things. Once you come to terms with those that are actually in your control, your responsibilities suddenly get a lot fewer because you can kind of you you can kind of relax because you're you're throwing off all of those uncontrollables that previously you felt were your responsibilities. So you you shuck those off and now you're able to relax and focus on what's important. So I want you to write this actual list, whether it's mental, whether it's a mental exercise or a real exercise. I I I think it helps to see things on paper rather than floating around in your head. So ideally you would actually get a piece of paper and write these out. I, I truly think this can help. I, I think it can help you focus on what you can control and let go of what you can't control. 
because back to the to the original uh what's what's the term uh i guess theory that i'm presenting is that the right word the, Either way, the original argument that I'm presenting is that the leading cause of frustration and getting overly emotional is focusing on things that you that are uncontrollable. So, yeah, when when other players start playing really good and you're not playing as good as them, that causes some emotions to pop up, doesn't it? And you want to you want to do something about it and it causes that frustration. And that leads to less uh, less balance, less mental balance. Uh, it, it causes you to do things while you're playing to that, that cause bad swings. You, you start gripping the club a little tighter. You, your jaw clenches a little tighter. Your, your breathing isn't as smooth. All these things, your heart rate starts going faster. And those are just like symptoms of emotions. So if you can, if you can swipe those away and and let those uncontrollables go, you can you can relax and focus on only what you can control. And it makes it makes life much simpler. It makes certainly makes golf much simpler and and full of a lot less frustration and a lot fewer emotions. And it keeps you neutral. You know, you're you're not overly negative, you know, about that you're complaining and anger about things that are going on around you and you don't even have to be overly positive. You're not you don't have to lie to yourself and say, "Well, things are great. I just love all these how everyone else is playing. You know, great job there, Bob. You're doing so good there, Janice. You played you played awesome and man, I love this weather. You know, rain is better on the golf course than working in an office." I mean, that's like falsely positive. So I think the best mentality to have is a neutral mentality. And focusing only on what you can control keeps you in that neutral zone of, okay, what is my job right now? Yes, it's raining. Yes, it's 43 degrees. Yes, everyone else seems to be playing great other than me. But what is my job right now? Okay, I've got a 173-yard shot. It's into the wind. It's cold. It's a little bit uphill. It's probably playing more like 190. I'm going to hit my 5-iron, or I'm going to hit my 7-wood, or or whatever. Or And okay, there's water on the left. I'm going to aim a little bit right of the flag, and in case I pull it, I'll still be on the green. You know, it keeps you in that neutral zone. You're not having to lie to yourself about okay, this weather's not too bad. I don't mind it. And that's okay that they just crush the drive past me and they only have a wedge in and I'm trying to hit a five iron. That's false positivity. And positivity is better than negativity. You know, where you're saying like, oh, I hate them. I just hate how they, they're playing so much better than me. I hate this weather. Negativity is never good. Positivity is better than negativity, but neutrality is always good. I heard that in a book uh, recently. I listened to an audiobook. Man, I need to find that title because it's really good, and I highly recommend you reading it. Um, let me let me find it right now. While let's see, bear with me, bear with me. I am going to Audible. A U D I B. Okay, 
Here we go. Pulling it up, pulling it up. It is called It Takes What It Takes. And the foreword is by Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the uh, – Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks NFL team. It's so good. And and there's some strong language cursing in it. So, you know, uh, close your ears <laughs> or whatever. But the foreword by Russell Wilson is really all you need to hear. But anyway, I highly recommend that. And he talks his main thesis. Maybe that's the word I was trying to think of earlier. His main thesis is neutrality is better than negativity or positivity. So, I'm rambling to say focus only on what you can control because it keeps you in that sweet spot of of that neutrality, that neutral mindset. And I, I think that's going to help you play better, and it's certainly going to help you enjoy the game better and get your mental game out of your own way. All right. Thank you for listening. Email me any feedback you have. If you want to get in touch with me, my email is joshlukenichols at gmail.com. Joshlukenichols at gmail.com. If you want more like blog posts and stuff, you can kind of read instead of hearing me. You can go to my my business, Foundations Mental Performance. Uh, the website is foundationsmp.com. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh Luke Nichols. And I also have a Facebook page, Josh Nichols Golf. Find me on any of those places and you can kind of see when the podcast is available as soon as it's available. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for listening and I appreciate all of your feedback, all of your ratings on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope Probably not tomorrow. I'm taking the day off tomorrow. But I hope to catch you maybe Saturday. We'll see. Okay. See ya.